Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Roger roll. Discovery. Discovery. Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of uh, Buffalo Soapstone. Buffalo Soapstone. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think it's pronounced, but it's okay. Buffalo Soapstone. Um, sorry, it's it's an off day. It's an off day. Um, nice and live are. We're not going to do any uh, big news stories. We're going to go through stuff we weren't able to get to in previous episodes. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty much old news. Mm-hmm. Old news today. But all from like this year. The leftovers. You know, you know this from is a this year. Episode. It's not like, you know. It's not we're like, have you heard of this new thing <laughs> called the printing press? <laughs> it's magical. Um, all right. So I got 10 it here. It allows you to subvert institutions. Yeah, I got 10. I got, I got 11 that we haven't gotten to. So if you, I got to let the dog out uh, because she does not have good timing. Mm. Uh, but again, it's an off, it's an off day. It's mm-hmm. an off week for mm-hmm. us. Uh, we will do here. You do uh top story and we'll just pretend it's this tech news article I wrote. So this is uh Bill Gates names the one new technology to soon change the world. Hmm. And that is self-driving cars. And I have a information of the different levels of self-driving cars. And okay. Then you can give your thoughts on self-driving cars. I'm sure you have a, an opinion. I do. And I'm going to let the dog out. That's, that's the world we live in these days. Uh, everyone has opinions on everything. And those opinions are worth less than nothing. Uh, but that doesn't stop us. And so you guys all owe me money now. Um, that's how that works. Um I think. I think that's how that I'm works. I'm trying to be back soon. <laughs> He's going to save you if he can come back. and got to get the dog taken care of. All right, so here we go. We're going to go through this. Level zero, no driving automation. So I would guess that that is basically where we've been at for the bulk of our lives, where um, the cars are completely controlled by you, uh, with the possible exception of a handful of little things. Um, oh, oh, oh. The dog there actually dog. came down here. See? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. This way, dog. This way. Don't stop the show. The show's not stopping. It's just... Oh, good. There we go. All right. So, level driving... This is professional. Totally professional. There's not going to be any any editing. You'll never notice anything. Uh, Most vehicles on the road today are level zero, manually controlled. The human provides dynamic driving task. 
the dynamic driving task, although there may be systems in place to help the driver. An example would be the emergency brake system, since it technically doesn't drive the vehicle, it does not qualify as automation. I would probably disagree with that, but that's okay. I would, I'd let that one slide. I personally think that you're not in level zero anymore if the car is capable of taking any assertive action on its own, although you can make the argument under that uh, rubric that um, manual transmission would be what you'd be required to drive at that point. Uh, Anyway, we're going to move on past that detail. Level one, driver assistance. This is the lowest level of automation. The vehicle features a single automated system for driver assistance, such as steering or accelerating cruise control. Adaptive cruise control, where the vehicle can be kept at a safe distance behind the next car, qualifies as level one because the human driver monitors the other aspects of driving, such as the steering and braking. Okay, yeah, I could agree with that. Um, And that is actually, I think, where my level of comfort is. My car has uh, the adaptive cruise control where it's like, oh, keep me a certain distance behind this car. And I think it's also got like lane assist where it kind of keeps you in the lane, but then it'll yell at you if you're not paying attention to it. I haven't really used any of that because it kind of scares me. I don't know if I really want to rely on that and then just assume it's doing a good job and then, you know, get my head crushed by the back of a semi-trailer or something like that. So I don't know, but we're going to keep on moving. Level two partial driving automation. This means the driver assistance system, uh, or ADS. Okay. That, that was the whole thing. This means assisted driver assistance system or ADS. The vehicle can control both steering and accelerating and decelerating here. The automation falls short of self-driving because the human sits in the driver's seat and can take control of the car at any time. The Tesla, uh, there's a Cadillac, there's general motors, uh, yeah, so that's uh, level two, where like you're supposed to sit there, you're supposed to pay attention, uh, but the car can largely take control of its of itself for most of the trip and in most situations. Level three, the jump from level two to level three is substantial from a technology perspective, but subtle if not negligible from a human perspective. Level th- three vehicles have an environmental detection capability and can make informed decisions for themselves such as accelerating past a slow moving vehicle but they still require human override the driver must remain alert and ready to take control if the system is unavailable or unable to execute the task um yeah i'm trying to understand what the difference is so i would assume that teslas qualify as this a level three like an environmental detection thing because i you know you see teslas being talked about all the time especially by Elon as having um, these very complex systems and uh, a network of sensors to register all the things that are in the environment that they're having to contend with. Um, so I'm not quite sure I understand the difference between those two, but that's fine. Then we have level four, high driving automation. The key difference between level three and level four is that level four vehicles can intervene if things go wrong and there's a system failure. In this sense, these cars do not require human interaction in most circumstances. However, a human still has the option to manually override. Level 4 vehicles can still operate in self-driving mode, but until legislation and infrastructure evolves, they can only do so within a limited area, usually an urban environment where top speeds reach an average of 30 miles per hour. This is known as geofencing. As such, most le- Level 4 vehicles in existence are geared towards ride-sharing. Okay, I understand that. Um, I'm wondering what the extent of driver, like like you still having a driver in the seat who's ready to take over is necessary. Um, I, I think it is probably actually an easier task to get um, 
automated driving systems within a city uh, than it is to just have it generally on roads. Because within a city, you've got a certain set of characteristics that you will encounter. You're not going to encounter nearly as broad a range as if you're including all highways and suburban roads and even urban roads and even like wilderness roads. There's all sorts of different conditions you're going to come across out there. So if you're limiting your problem set to a much more confined space than your uh, AI solution or pseudo AI solution can actually work through that space uh, more effectively. And you can actually uh, trial test what the solutions would be more effectively. So I'm actually kind of okay with that idea. Uh, I still, I don't know. We'll talk about it in a second. There's one more level. Level five, fully full driving automation. Level five vehicles do not require human attention. The dynamic driving task is eliminated. Level 5 cars won't even have steering wheels or accelerating and brake pads. They will be free from geofencing, able to go anywhere and do anything that un- that an experienced human driver can do. Fully autonomous... Well, we can talk about that in a minute. Fully autonomous cars are undergoing testing in several places in the world, but none are yet available to the general public. Uh, I'm actually kind of okay with that, largely. Level 5 driving, uh, even not having a steering wheel and so forth. I think it'll take a certain amount of getting used to, but like then again... You get on the subway um, without having access to any steering or braking of your own. You get on the bus. You get on planes. There are various things that you can get on, you know, um, the the Greyhound. You can even, there are still train rides you can take. Uh, And obviously somebody is still in control of those things, but it's not you. Um, And in many cases, uh, a lot of the, um, a lot of your mass transit systems in cities will have a certain amount of automation that is actually beyond um well if you look at the airport you know the airport trains there's no yeah drivers yeah they just go they just go and they're on a timer i mean they're yeah they're on a timer and they communicate with each other so that they shut down if there's any sort of and there's a human behind the board yeah but it's like like, one person driving like you know 10 trains so theoretically this stuff will all start to happen. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm largely okay with the idea of autonomous vehicles. There my, are some concerns. Um, my Jeep is a level two. Okay. I think that's where my car is. So okay. Where, level it, two. where it accelerates and decelerates yeah. based off the distance between you and the it other car. It can. I've never yeah. used it. Okay. I have. And I've never used the lane assist either. And it sometimes will tell me like, hey, you might want to take a break from driving because like, you know. I'm, it does that? I'm like, yeah. Oh. If, if you've been like. If it's been a while that you've been in the car and you're kind of drifting in the lane. It's like, oh, you look tired. It, it's it'll like, hey, like, I got two like, kids. It'll be like, hey, uh, consider taking a break and we'll like show a little cup of coffee. <laughs> it's like, Does it really? Yeah. It's creepy. In my car. Creepy. Yeah. You have a creepy car. My car's creepy. Super creepy. You can go back to previous episodes to find out what car I have. That's true. You can, yeah. Um, now that they're back. All right. So uh, that is our top story. It was really just so I could take care of this dog. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's at a point where she's like needy. So, are you concerned at all about autonomous driving? Uh, you know what? I'm okay as long as everybody's got one. So I don't know if they're going to give them to everybody for free. Because mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to do me any good if if my car is driving itself and then you got some maniac next to me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's there's that concern. There's also the added concern of like what happens if somebody can hack the system and can cause these cars to wreck, to assassinate people, or to just cause mass chaos because you know uh 17 year old hacker prodigy is gonna do what they're what he's gonna do um there's additional concerns of like um what happens if you are 
in a car and the you know somebody hacks into your system and just shuts your car off but meanwhile you're trying to get away from that person that sort of thing um can you get away can you get away yeah is it even possible um and then there's the added concern on the other side of the thing of there's something to be said for uh how the open road has like maintained a certain amount of the pioneer spirit in this country that this Hmm. the sense of independence the sense of like, no, I'm just going to hop on the road and I'm going to go where I want to go because it's a free country. I don't have to have an internal passport. I have the right to go do that. I have a right to live my life and I don't have to be hooked into a system that makes me subject to all of these things. All, all that's, you know, I kind of subscribe to some of that. But at the same time, it would be really cool to like, you know, okay, I'm going to hop in this van that take I a nap. rent. You take a nap and then you wake up and you're in, you know, a different state and it costs you like 110 bucks or whatever. As right. opposed to like a plane ticket and now you have to go through TSA and you have to be crammed next to some smelly jerk. Uh, and maybe you're the smelly jerk. I don't know. I usually am. Uh, you know, but it's like planes are great and amazing, but they're also really uncomfortable as a form of travel just because of how we do it right now. Uh, and they are kind of pricey, even though a lot of these airlines cannot seem to make a steady profit. So I don't know. It's just like there is something really appealing about the idea of like, okay, let's like, you know, stick people in these vehicles which are much more fuel efficient than they've been in a long time like we're our cars are getting really fuel efficient if you look at it even the the gas powered ones so yeah um i don't know there's i can see arguments on both sides of it um so i'd like to see as the technology progresses what are some of the safeguards that are placed there and also what are some of the safeguards that are placed there not just to protect the car from becoming a dangerous weapon in the hands of a hacker um, or or a state actor who wants to cause mayhem in another country. But what are the safeguards there provided so that you can still live an American life? Um, and I, I'm speaking particularly about our country right now. Um, so I would like to see some of that. But we should probably move on. <sighs> Spin the wheel. Animal news. Do we animal, have animal news, animal news. Rat York. Rat uh, every- York? Every New York City mayor has waged war. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some on crime, some on, you know, it just depends. Um, And they mostly lost. Mm -hmm. uh, Against one of uh, humanity's most cunning and enduring foe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, The rat is now the target in uh, New York. Okay. Uh, This is is a month ago or so, I think, right? (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah. Vaguely, yeah, yeah. And uh, because he hired, like... um, like some teacher or something or some principal to head up the the rat problem. The, the, the rat squad. Apparently, it's really bad. Yeah, I haven't yeah, been yeah. New York in forever. I'm going to Buffalo, New York, uh, on my way to Canada when I go to Canada over the summer, and I uh, that's not New York City though. No, New York. No. You know, it's a totally different, different ballgame. Different totally ball game. different ballgame. So when Buffalo uh, doesn't even have a baseball team, well. Buffalo has plenty of good things. Good things. Buffalo's a great city. And, uh, you know, we're going over there before crossing over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the plan, anyway. We'll see what actually happens. Uh, But I don't know. What do you think about um, the rat increase and waging waging war on an animal? On cute, precious little rats. I mean, some rats are cute and precious, but, like, you know, there is a a sanitation problem, and we should keep in mind that this is... Why do some animals get love and others don't? Uh, because like my of, wife hates because of how that pervasive I, they are in your space. My sometimes. wife hates that I feed the squirrels. She in your neighborhood? It. Yeah, yeah. Do, do the squirrels like get in your house or anything? Well, no. 
Why does she hate squirrels? I have no idea. See, I'm totally fine with squirrels. People who complain about squirrels, I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Like this, you are living in a part of nature. The squirrels being in the trees is fine. They also eat like grubs and stuff in the yard. Like, calm down. Yeah, they do their job. Yeah, as long they do, as, as, they long do as the a squirrel job. is staying out of your. You didn't soffits, see my tree out there. Has like in the winter, you can see like four giant squirrel nests. Oh, okay, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, squirrels because you feed them. <laughs> that is <laughs> that's really true. But like uh, you know, rats are. Um, a particular hazard because of some of the diseases that they actually carry. Right. Um, and some of the diseases that they carry. But a lot of that is forms. because of, so I mean, a squirrel would carry play. the same disease if it was in that environment. It's really the environment. True. But squirrels tend to stay in the, like the treed environments. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they do. Like, do you have a squirrel problem in areas of New York city uh, <laughs> as well? I mean, rats do seem to be like, oh, okay, like there's a place I can chew a hole into and there's a whole domicile here. But that so I can, can squirrels. Occupy. Squirrels can chew but, through. Yeah, that's true. And I did. You know, and... I, I have had squirrels in my attic before, but like once you get rid of the squirrels, they figure out, oh, I, I can be in the trees. And it's Is fine. it because they're smarter? Uh, maybe. Like rats are not, they don't come off as intelligent compared to even mice. I don't know. Rats, rats are actually supposed to be. Uh, are uh, they smart? Like they're fairly pro social. Uh, in terms of there's there's a lot of interesting a stuff about there about the rat kings. Yeah, <laughs> well that's like apparently that's a real thing, which is kind of freaking. in New York I'm sure. Yeah, um, so yeah I can understand that, um, but we also have to keep in mind that many governments have declared war on particular aspects of wildlife. Uh, I, I'm thinking particularly of the emu war in Australia uh, and how the Australian government lost a war to the emus. <laughs> that's an interesting one you can look up. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting to see what sort of rat control they have. Um, but like, is there, are we dealing with outbreaks of diseases and things like that? Or is it just like, they're just a nuisance? Hmm. You know, I don't live in New York city. I have no idea. So I, I hope you guys get that sort of thing under control to an extent. All right. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Weird news. Uh, let's see. We got, um, some supernatural things here. Uh, there's a small town in southeast Missouri mm-hmm. uh, that could potentially hold the title as the UFO capital of Missouri as soon as this summer. Like the boot heel? What do you mean? The the, the boot heel of Missouri. Like a little it's Piedmont. Picture. Do you know where Piedmont is in Wayne County? Uh, no. No. Okay. Okay, anyway. Uh, it's got you about two it's UFO capital Yeah, yeah. Of the world? It's, it's uh, got about 2,000 people. It's about an hour and a half west of Cape Girardeau. And, I've heard uh, of Cape Girardeau. Yeah. And uh, according, to, to according to this, there's hundreds of UFO sightings have occurred between, um, you know, February 2023 and April 1973. So it has the most sightings. Interesting. Why is that? Um... I mean, we'd have to get into like what these sightings are, like what sort of what sort of things are people we're talking abductions. We're talking like, lights in the sky. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, it it could be a hot spot. It could be like you know a frequently traveled area by whatever these things are. Uh, it could also be that there's like um, and this could speak there's, to there's uh, some sort of gases seeping out of the ground that might underwater underwater symptoms. alien theories yeah, right yeah, yeah. Uh, there could be there could be some something to it yeah submersible that's all i got thanks so. all right we're gonna spin <laughs> dang it what is that it's animal news didn't we just do animal news? we did animal news i didn't pull it do you no. want me to pull it uh no we'll do one we'll do one okay, okay we got more animal news well then now pull it 
Because they can't do like 12 animal stories. Why not? Animals are great. Yeah, animals are great. (laughs) You just kicked one outside. That's true. And she's calmed down, so either she's... I don't know what happened. (laughs) All right, so a one-year-old Australian shepherd has safely returned home from his 166-mile trek across Alaska. Wow. Uh, Nanook, which means polar bear, by the way. Uh, decided to partake in an ICC odyssey. The dog unfortunately suffered two large bite marks in the process, but is otherwise healthy. Uh, the owner shared this via Facebook. Uh, the dog disappeared last month when his owner, um, who lives in Alaska, mm-hmm. and her family were visiting St. Lawrence Island, uh, which is part of the uh, the Bering Strait. Hmm. So the pup got lost. and On an island? Found itself 166 miles back Wow, that's actually really impressive for an Australian shepherd. Well, I mean, not home. Like, he turned up in Wales, Alaska, but But still. They they brought him, yeah. It did have to traverse... 166 miles. And seas as as well. Yeah, well, I mean, could have been frozen? Ice-covered seas. Yeah, that's that's kind of incredible. Animals are awesome. Animals are awesome. We love animals. Even uh, rats and squirrels. (laughs) Yeah, even rats and squirrels. All right, spin it. (laughs) We're going to spin it. Video game news, if you have any. Ooh, video game news. I don't know. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think we cover those, like, every time. All make the sure. time. Yeah, we, we ain't got nothing. Got nothing. All right, we're going to spin again. In that case, I'm going to juice the system here. Uh, movie review. <laughs> Why did I put that back up there? I'll just do, I'll just do like, movie news we'll movie, news. movie news movie news um so if you haven't heard right uh it's kind of old news but that's the episode that's, right? that's old the, episode. News. the old news episode old news episode Which um is, uh, ironic hbo and uh discovery have been combined and the new app comes out what is may 23rd uh okay. it's just gonna be called max max okay so it's discovery and hbo max combined so you get house hunters and uh name something hbo uh, uh house of the dragon Sopranos or something yeah, yeah okay <laughs> so you get everything um but their stock took a huge hit when they announced a harry potter tv series which uh, each season will be a different book Re- wait really yeah we're redoing the books for hbo now yes as tv series series is that could work, but it's like I don't know that you're you're delving into something that's already been such an established thing, and I mean I they guess, already have so much going on, like with the yeah. Wizarding World, and there's all the rides and all the everything and, and all the merchandise. All, yeah, there's like that. the big controversy over like what Harry Potter should be in right, this day right. and age, sort of stuff, which we're not going to go into. But uh, I don't know; it just seems like you know thorny bushes. As far as the eye can see, you know, <laughs> right? But it, I, I believe it's animated, so I oh, think there cool. is weirder. No, I think it'll work. It depends if they try yeah. to go like um, 
Like when they did, if you give a mouse a cookie, the TV show. <laughs> wow, they did. I didn't was, know that was a thing. No, no, it was fine. It was fine. It was good for when my kids were little. Uh, they kept the art style. Oh, okay, okay. that's cool. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this yeah. is good. This is fine. They didn't get weird. Yeah. Um, with Harry Potter, I I want to consider they're going to use the cover art style, mm. the original covers. Yeah. And I think that could that could be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if they try to do like movie cast versions yeah. in cartoon i think it'll look weird like cell shading something uh, like they that. also announced the batman spin-off tv series starring colin farrell called the penguin uh based off of course the the batman film that we previewed on the podcast mm-hmm. and it looks pretty good mm-hmm. and that's nice that colin farrell really wants to do it yeah that's but still yeah their stock took a pretty big hit and people are trying to you know say it's because of this and that but I think I think it's people are just scared because they're spending money and they 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 feel like they can't compete with anybody. I don't know why nobody has any HBO feels like that. No, no, no. Like investors, I feel oh. like um, they're like, why are they even spending money on this? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, you know, I'm sure thought the same thing about like Maverick, Top Gun, Maverick, and a bunch of other things. But guess what? Sometimes well, it pays off. Yeah, I mean, ultimately. There's going to be a lot of investment in a lot of things, and a handful of them will succeed wildly, and the rest of them might break even or might lose money. But that's that's how the game goes. I mean, that's that's what it, that's what the risk is in investment. You know. Okay. Spin. Spin. All right. World news. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so nearly 200 years after the death of Ludwig von Beethoven, Beethoven, uh, researchers have pulled DNA. From strands of his hair. Oh, did they finally find out if he was Moorish or not? Uh, searching for clues about his health problems and hearing oh, loss. Oh, they were looking for his health problems. Health problems and hearing loss that plagued him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't able to crack the case of the deafness, but I think that it's been surmised pretty frequently. Yeah, that it's, pretty beat, well, it's pretty right? well known. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was complete. Yeah. You know, whenever my grandpa said, you know, I'll box your ears, I just mm-hmm. took that as a Beethoven reference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what that was referring to, but... I could have sworn. He never did it. Let me just make that 100%. I think clear. it just means like uh, boxes and like boxing, I'm going to smack your ears. No, you know? box your ears is where you like go like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually quite dangerous. Don't ever do that to anyone. Ask Beethoven. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it was because of that. I think it was... I mean, his bo- his father was quite aggressive and, and, and strict. But how would they tell that from a strain of hair? Anyway. That's true. That's but they true. did find a genetic risk for liver disease. Oh. Plus a liver damaging hepatitis B infection in the last month of his life. That's interesting that you can tell that from hair. That's actually concerning. After so long. Yeah. Uh, these factors along with... Like no uh, privacy anymore. <laughs> I know. It's like, what, what are you going to do to my dead body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, these factors along with his chronic drinking were probably enough to cause the liver failure that is widely believed to have killed him. And that occurred... Uh, that is according to a study published in the journal Current Biology. So. Interesting. Well, I'm going to go ahead and inject here because this is actually a great point to put... Um, what a YouTube plug! A YouTube plug. So I like to cover, I like to cover uh, things I've found quite on YouTube segue. that are quite interesting. And this one is actually great because I have a very specific video by somebody that I watch all the time. The uh, YouTuber's name is Rick Beato, B E A T O. He was a record producer for years. He's got uh, an ear training course that he covers. He just co- covers all kinds of different music and shows you really fascinating things. One of the things I really like from him is he will take classic rock songs or pop songs and he gets the actual uh mix recordings and he shows you each segment of the song he brings out things you never thought were in there but then you can hear them and it's 
he tells you why the why the music is great. One of the videos he did though, specifically about Beethoven, was he did a video where he utilized EQ to track what it would have sounded like to Beethoven as he was writing music as he was going deaf, and you can hear what Beethoven likely experienced while he was writing this music before he went completely deaf. Because if you don't know, for people out there who don't know, Beethoven went completely deaf, I think at like 29 or something like that. He wrote thousands of pages of music after that. Completely deaf. Never able to hear this music. Wrote thousands of pages. And Rick Beato gives you this this window into what that experience must have been like. Because some of the best music that's ever been written was written by a man who could never, ever experience it except in his own head. Which is really something. So everybody check out uh, How Did Beethoven Hear Music by Rick Beato and subscribe to Rick Beato. It's great. Sounds very interesting. It's good. It really I, I, good. I might not, if it's not a very long video, I will watch it. It's it's like ten minutes. So. All right, so, uh, six hundred seconds. Spin it. Science news. All right, uh, the T Rex. T Rex. You heard about Ooh. this? The Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> I, I Rex. wish. I wish we did the show like that. Have you heard about that? T Rex. I said. Have you heard of this thing they found? <laughs> they found a T Rex. I heard about a T Rex the other day. <laughs> Um, the T-Rex is often shown, um, uh, what is, what does the, the mouth look like of a T-Rex? Arms. Uh, it's like this big kind of like, kind of uh, like an alligator. Four, foreshortened alligator. Yeah. 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 It's, it's got these, it's like aggressive, teeth. bigger skull, bigger. Right. But yeah. mouth wise, you know, you yeah. got the, the nice look there. Like you can picture it with a goat. Uh, but according to, um, recent discoveries, uh, it could, it could be, uh, that the teeth were completely covered by scaly lips. Okay. It's like the T-Rex could whistle? According to the journal Science, uh, the dinosaur's teeth didn't stick out when its mouth was closed. And even in a wide open bite, you might just see the the tips of the teeth. That's what they found out. How can they And I was like, this is so dumb. We found a way to make the T-Rex worse. (laughs) We found a way to make the T-Rex stupid. It's basically just a giant iguana. First you put feathers on all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're telling me (laughs) he's got lips. (laughs) Like, I know, I've seen a lizard. I used to have a lizard. Yeah, I know yeah. lizards. Uh, they have lips. I get it, right? But there's certain creatures that are a little bit more prehistoric than others, like yeah. we talked about, with alligators and different types of... Um, and uh, they don't got lips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't Lyle Lyle Crocodile. No, they okay? don't have lips. They just have, like... I mean, I could... I could understand the idea of like the skin comes down to a certain point and sufficiently covers the teeth that you can't see the teeth but that doesn't mean it's like lips in a conventional sense and this research is the latest in a long back and forth over how dinosaur mouths really looked how do i get that job i've been on so many interviews over the past few days weeks whatever and it's like there's people out there whose sole job is to consider what a dinosaur's lips are like I guess I'm just in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to find a way to get some of those government grants. Yeah, where do you what get? You uh, where, where's Where's my government? Where's my go- Where's my government grant for my dinosaur lips degree? <laughs> All right, you can spin it. We're gonna spin it. Other way this time. Oh, you went backwards. Went backwards. You landed on food news. Food news. <laughs> Hopefully, you can land on food news twice. We'll see. All right, so this is actually a really sad story. For mm-hmm. food news, uh, McDonald's sadder than the the Tyrannosaurus was actually the the whistling Rex. 
I can't even picture. I know, right? It's like, so it's the same thing I can picture except the lips go all the way down. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Get away from me. <laughs> Not even scary. Uh, McDonald's is tweaking their recipes on the Big Mac and the McDouble. Uh-oh. Uh, the fast food giant announced, uh, this was, it. the article says this week, but it was actually like probably three or four weeks ago, um, that it would be making small but tasty improvements to the Big Mac, McDouble, cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, and hamburger. Uh, though the ingredients for all the burgers will largely remain the same, McDonald's says that changes to the prep of its sandwiches will improve the quality of the finished product. They haven't specified what these changes are. All the ingredients you know, the changes, will largely stay the same, but like we'll just add a bunch of styrofoam in there. For this color. is actually this is what he this is what they said. Okay. Uh, McDonald's promises that its buns will be softer and more pillowy than its existing offerings. The grilling process will be modified to get a better sear on each burger patty. The patty is the thickness of these post-its I put on this wheel. <laughs> I was my first thought was who thought the buns were the problem here? <laughs> like, they're not the changing the they're not changing fine. the meat. They're turning the grill up a few degrees <laughs> and they're getting pillowy buns. Pillowy buns. Do you know Okay, so I, you know, obviously I've been dieting for since February, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever it was, jeez. But I have lost 25 pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I lost go. 25 pounds. I don't know where. I've lost. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. You tell me. Um, but anyway, so I've been on this diet. I used to go to McDonald's quite a lot between jobs because I was working third shift and mm-hmm. first shift. It was wild. And it's just like McDonald's the only option, basically. Yeah, so. I worked uh, I worked from 11 p.m. to 7.30. Then I had a job from like 9 to 3, 9 to 4. And, you know, the only thing you could really eat that was like filling, I would get cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Uh, because they closed at 10.45, and I was on my way to one of the jobs at that point. Mm. So, you don't taste the meat. I've no. never tasted the meat. All yeah. I taste is that bun and cheese. That's yeah. all I taste yeah. in a cheeseburger. Which is why you get, like, the, the hot mustard or something. Yeah, you get, yeah, whatever you get on it, that's what you're eating. Yeah. There is no yeah. there is it's, no meat. It is a it is a texture and a delivery system. Yeah, there, is a, there is a texture. <laughs> they do have textured meat. So, in my head, I'm like, what is this going to do? <laughs> all right, so anyway... Uh, it could be good. You might like go back and be like, "Oh, I'm never dieting again. I'm gonna put those 25 pounds right back on with these no with these new Max." <laughs> the grilling process <laughs> is being modified, like I said, uh, to get a better sear on each burger patty, and the chain will make unspecified tweaks to its assembly process to get hotter, meltier cheese. Now, okay, what? Th- here's the thing: the cheese is sometimes never melted. Yeah, I will say that it is very plasticky, waxy cheese. But at least I know that it was made today. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> You know, when yeah. it's melted all over and stuck to the bun, I'm like, this is not fresh. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just really sad. <laughs> um, I can do I can do both foods, I guess, right now. Yeah, let's um, do it. Not leave it up to fate. This is ours. This is the old new news podcast. All right. So, this is for most of you, I guess, who are living in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, do you know where Corwin is? Corwin? The village, the sleepy village of Corwin, near Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, They're making national, worldwide news. I got this from, like, BBC. I, mean, I feel like I know where that is. I feel like that's, like, uh, actually up there near Hamilton. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, I got this oh, from, like... Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Okay. So, I got this from, like, a world news website. I just forget where. Um, people have been miffed. Oh, and, I was wrong. It's up there by Waynesville. Oh, that's pretty far. It's the other, it's the other direction. Yeah, it's pretty far. That, that's not really what, near Cincinnati. That's not actually, at all. It's kind of closer to Xenia. Yeah, that's not... Anyway, 
Well, again, this is a worldwide, you know, article. This everything, is a food news thing? It's food news. And it's funny. It says, that, first of all, they use the word miffed and everything is in pounds. So I'm, I'm going to guess I got this from BBC. <laughs> uh, people have been left miffed at the fact that a diner has uh, put banana on a pizza. Sparking a debate around whether fruit actually belongs on it or not, and people can't decide. Well, that's a different debate. Roscoe's Pizza and the Sleepy Village. We don't use those terms. Yeah, no, we don't. This is, It's not a village. <laughs> anyway. In the Sleepy Village of Corwin, near Cincinnati, Ohio, U.S., claims it is one of the best sellers despite its questionable combination. What really makes the pizza super bizarre... To whom is this question? Is that... It, is what? this just a bunch of Brits being like, I don't know about Ew, these Americans? how dare you... Um, is that it has more conventional yeah, toppings on it, too. It contains cheese, bacon, peanut butter, banana. The okay. unique combination is called the Elvis. Having been inspired by the king of rock and roll's odd food cravings, Elvis is said to have enjoyed a peanut butter, bacon, and banana sandwich. If you're in the area and fancy giving it a go, it costs eight pounds, five cents, I guess. Uh, is that what it's called? Uh, is it is it C or is it? No, it's a pound. Eight pounds. Eight eight point zero five pounds. That yeah, that should be um, five cents then. Okay, I think for an eight inch and twenty two point I don't know twenty two point five six pounds for a sixteen inch. So in uh, in America, that's, that's kind of ten dollars or twenty eight dollars for a sixteen inch. The sixteen inches that's pretty expensive. But I mean, this is a very it's a special pizza, custom yeah, unique yeah, pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, to whom is this actually controversial? It's like. You don't order a peanut butter, bacon, cheese, and banana pizza and think, oh, this is going to be a scrumptious. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be like, I don't know. I, I, a, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. It's I an experience. Like it. Yeah, yeah. You're it's doing a, this for the experience. Yeah, you're doing. You're rolling the dice here. You're doing it for fun, really, to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking that's what you, uh, you're you going to do. How dare you, Americans in Colwyn. All right, I got one more story before we uh, give this old news a... Uh, Say la vie. Uh, you can spin it, but it, it's going to have to land on uh, weird news, I guess. Okay. And weird news. There it, it goes. There it is. Weird news. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't spice that at all. Uh, so this happened a few weeks ago. I don't know if uh, you heard it because uh, this is old news at this mm-hmm. point. Um, so these uh, officers went to get. Uh, this was in uh, Marion County. Mm-hmm. They went to get this Jeep out of a lake. Or... Oh, I did see this one. It's like, uh, what? So, uh, they I ba- misread the, the headline at first, and I was like, why is this a national news article? And then I reread the headline, and I was like, oh. Yeah, so they that's got weird. found a, a vehicle 40 feet underwater. Yeah. Uh, was a Jeep Wrangler from the pictures I think yeah. I saw. And uh, there was a missing woman alive inside. Yeah, alive. And she'd been missing for like two days or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um,. And, like, they just called for, like, oh, I guess we'll call the police and, like, get a tow truck and, like, drag this vehicle out. And the question is, like, how long was she under there for? And she was found by, like, fishermen. The vehicle was noticed by fishermen who were, like, in the lake fishing. And, they, and then they're like, hey, get the sheriff. There's a Jeep down here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just uh, one of these wild stories. I, I don't know how an air pocket could last um, with oxygen. So, yeah. I mean, in a way, she couldn't have been down there too long. Do we know anything about like what is her state? Was she is she like dealing with um, you know serious trauma as a result? Is she in a medical coma or something like that because of the the things that they uh, like the things that you experience when you're oxygen deprived for so long? I don't I don't know. It's just very 
it's very odd. Usually you find a vehicle in a lake and if there's anything in it, it's a body, you know, and it might've been there for a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, there's not uh, really any updates. It's just, it was submerged in uh, a Texas lake. Uh, they found by fishermen and uh, she's alive. Very strange. Good for her. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody's definitely looking out for her. I she's, imagine she's had some better weeks. But I can imagine uh, it could have been worse. So there's that. <laughs> um, so those are all the stories we never got to uh, because of the the wheel, the wicked wheel, the wicked wheel, the denying um, wheel. But uh, next time we'll be back with more fresh, fresh topics, fresh news. Fresh topics. Uh, but until then, thank you as always for listening, and make sure to tune into my uh, nerdbottomy video game movie podcast tomorrow. I don't really know what it is. It's uh, things have been getting pretty difficult because the movies are not as good as I thought they were. <laughs> okay, right, now I'm curious to see what what you've been putting on your roster. And some I haven't but... been able to find streaming. Oh, I'm okay. not going to buy them, yeah, yeah. so I have to skip some. And it's just yeah, it's a it's a rough one. I'm probably going to have you come in uh, for one episode, and we're just gonna we're gonna do like a tier of video game movies. Okay, okay. just a break. I have seen several. Yeah, I got to break oh. the the monotony of yeah, it. Yeah, like it. After a while, I imagine it kind of feels punishing because yeah. there are there really is some really rough, terrible, bad content out there. Right, so. right. So when I get to a point where I can't take it, you and I can do that. But for now, I'm going to keep on keeping on and I'll keep on doing uh, these movies. They're very short. They're like 10, 15 minute episodes. Um, but still, I have to watch this movie. I usually watch the movie right before. So I, I have two hours of, you know watching and then i do like i'm i'm worn out 10 minute podcast and spiel time done so i gotta take care of these dogs um they're being very difficult today which is kind of why i haven't been able to get um stories plus i've been doing interviews and a bunch of Mm -hmm. other stuff so uh things have been what they've you know that's life a lot of things going on a lot of things going on and i also got a plan for this trip to canada uh which is uh Here actually on the, it's on the tur- busy soapstone podcast yeah 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 it's uh it's a pretty cheap trip so i'll uh i'll get okay. into that um i'll probably after we go i'll i'll get into all that but for now thank you for listening uh and we'll talk to you next time have a good one